It takes more than swapping planning poker with planning solitaire to be a great engineer. This is episode 261 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer your non-technical questions about the technical technical field of software development and discuss how to gamify the planning process, right? You know what would make, yeah, you know what planning isn't enough of? What? Fun. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Not actually. enough of fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what is fun? What? Solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it's, well, I guess I'm speaking for myself. I would be sad if planning took over an activity that I really thought was actually fun. I don't play yes. poker for fun, so <laughs> I'm okay with that connotation. But if it was like, hey, this is planning, hang out with your family. <laughs> and and that's the metaphor we're using. Then it would just poison hanging out with my family outside of planning. <laughs> Every time you hang out with your family, you just start sweating and worrying about commitment, sprint commitments. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know how long it's going to take me to drive you to soccer practice. I don't know how many points it'll be to drive you to soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say um instead of planning hanging out with your family, I thought you were going to say planning Dota. Planning Dota. Well, yeah. I mean, is that a fair, it could be a fair metaphor because um, I got really mad a lot during Dota <laughs> and I still spent a lot of time on it and my life was actually worse afterwards. <laughs> but I did share a lot of memorable experience. Just like sprint planning, actually. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. Do you want to thank our patrons, Dave? Yes. Thank you so much to those that are contributing at the level that gets them a weekly shout out. They are Nick Cantar, the Agile Ventures Charity, Chris Hogan, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Philip John Basile, Dennis Bogdanov, Travis Sanders, Nick Hathaway, Taras Haruk, BitesOfWisdom.com, with a Y, Ragnar Hardison, Oladapo Fadiq, Yarns Vainson, FizzBuzz Influencer, Roman Denisov, Adrian Bordink, TestingIsDocumenting.org, Jonathan King, Will Angel, Monkey Face Emoji, Ira Chan, Patron.com.au, we're hiring. And Chitalian. If you'd like to join this illustrious crew, you can go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. We will say whatever thing you tell us to say legally within the law on the show. I thought you meant we are legally bound. Yes. <laughs> we are legally bound to say anything. Maybe by your earth laws. Legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Except if you, if you send us a donation and ask us to say this sentence is a lie. Oh my gosh, that would be the, the best. The podcast divides by zero and then crashes. How about like, this person is not a Patreon supporter? <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> that just means they get charged in a loop infinitely for... Oh, that works. <laughs> yeah. So that one we will accept. My brain is so computerized that when I heard bytes of wisdom with a Y, I was like, how else? And yeah, it's how you spell bytes, right? <laughs> That's true. That's funny. I'm like, that was totally unnecessary to say with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should I read our first question? Go for it. This is from an anonymous listener who says, hello, I've been working as a software developer for 10 plus years now and recently took a job at a non-technical company. I was recruited to craft a web app for this company and thought they had an idea of what it means and the changes it may require. I'm the only developer on the project. I feel like either I'm not communicating well slash at all, or they simply don't care about the work they recruited me for. 
I don't have a good work-life balance since I'm always anxious when I receive an email from the company fearing someone will complain about the quality of my software. I feel isolated and unable to show how my work positively impacts the company. Since I know my work is not perfect, I feel like I should not complain at all and just make my software bug-free. I'm doubting my abilities and starting to think I don't actually know anything about software engineering. Because the company is non-technical, do I have the right to say that my work is essential? What should I do so I don't feel like crap every morning before going to work? Ooh. Ouch. Huh. I feel like I should not complain at all and just make my software bug-free. That uh, that would have been the no bugs during development (laughs) philosophy. And if you can pull it off, it's great. If you can pull that off, you have a bright future in no bugs driven development coaching at many Fortune 500 companies. Yes. And then you can do like scaled no bugs driven development for <laughs> the enterprise or something. <laughs> so, my first impression is that these people you work with are probably, they, well, they're not technical, right? It's not a software company. So, they just have no idea how software works and how building it works. So, they don't, their expectations are are probably pretty vague even to themselves and that could lead to them being like wildly impressed when you make like a little animation happen when you click on something and also not understand why it costs like more than $5 to <laughs> run like your whole server infrastructure right. like they they could be both really low and really unreasonably high at the same time or just like unreasonably in left field you know like what? The like the ten red lines all perpendicular. Have you heard that? <laughs> uh, no. Oh man. Well, you have to Google. Oh, wait, maybe is that okay? It's it's a video of like it's like mocking all these non technical people to kind of trying to design a software product. It's well, the video has an engineer in the room, and then you know a business analyst, a product manager, and a few other non engineer roles, and and they're giving the engineer conflicting requirements. You know, like I need you to draw four red lines but i want you to use blue ink and they all need to be perpendicular you know (laughs) and they're like you're an expert right (laughs) yeah i think that so i remember that and i think it's funny for a few reasons one reason is because it's funny to say like yeah sometimes this happens but the other thing is it's so like i mean you can tell whose perspective it's from right oh yeah like one one person in that room is smart and knows the truth and everyone else is dumb and asks impossible things and is wrong and like, I mean, the world is like that, right? Like ask anyone who ever has to balance a budget. Like, what do you, how do you weigh the different trade-offs? You have to make these hard decisions. So I, it is, it's, it's funny. And it's also kind of like, you can see the, the developer hubris on display a little bit of like, if only these people got it, if only they got yeah. it like I did, then they would know you can only ask for one color and like, I don't know, you have to follow geometry and stuff. And Yeah. I think <laughs> I think I've shown that video to non-engineers and they're just like that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, you you are working at a non-technical company and what I'm reading into here is that you're not communicating or they just simply don't care about the work they recruited me for and I feel like what's going on is you're doing things some good, some bad and, and you're not getting any of the usual responses. Like normally when the app throws up a 500 unknown error, that's a bad thing. And the, I, I wonder if your clientele, the employees at this company are thinking, huh, is that, is that what it's supposed to do? Is that good? <laughs> yeah. There's a couple, there's a lot of ways. I was going to say two. That would be pretty uh, bold of me to say there are only two ways to judge 
how good your software is, but there are at least a few. <laughs> and and one way that I sometimes fall into as an engineer is like when someone brings to me a problem, I figure out if it's a big deal or not by thinking how easy to fix is it. Uh-huh. If it's easy to fix, then it's a small deal. It's like I don't care that it costs a lot of money. I, I just make this one change and then then it's fixed. So it's fine, right? And then the, another problem or another way to judge like the quality of software is is how impactful it is for users and that feels like a better way maybe but another way is just like whatever pops into your brain at the time right like (laughs) if you if you don't have a good model of how software works then it's just like whatever pulls your attention is the thing that you notice that you use to judge and i mentioned that like animation thing Mm -hmm. i have found it hard to get non-technical people to understand both the costs and the benefits of of building especially back-end kind of systems engineering stuff because the benefit can be so far removed from customer value to them. Yeah. Like they don't understand why you need to scale your message queue up or something like that. It's like... It's like, can we just not do that? And It just needs to show the right page. Yeah, Yeah, it just needs to do the right thing. What what are you talking about? Like, Can you have it do the right thing and just not do that part? Just skip that. Yeah. And sometimes the answer is, yeah, actually, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the challenge you have is you you need to somehow educate these non-technical folks without turning them into engineers, right? It's unreasonable to say, well, just know all the stuff I know, and then we can have a conversation. You need to explain trade-offs to them in, in ways that make sense to them and explain like the impact of what you're doing in a way that makes sense to them too. And it might be a good test too. You might sit down to do that and then find out like, oh, there is no, <laughs> like you said, there is no impact here. You sit down to write an impassioned plea for why you need to port everything to view, and then you're like, "Cause actually, no, we don't need to do that. Modules <laughs> will be more modular, and <laughs> it's good. It's good for me to feel good. <laughs> it's good for my next job, right? <laughs> uh, I I think what's happened. One thing that's happening here is you're a solo developer in a company full of people who don't do or participate in the software development lifecycle. So that means you have to wear all the hats. You're the product manager hat. You're the test hat. You're the infrastructure hat. You're the designer hat. You're every, You're wearing all of them. And it turns out the main thing that this question asker is talking about is usually the job of the product manager to communicate yeah. outward and get feedback, do user research, and then decide what to do next. What's the best, the next biggest priority? And that is a big exercise in communication. And so I think what's happening is here is you're getting kind of a firsthand education and why it's so important to have people do these functions. What about this section about being anxious about uh, the company kind of complaining about the quality of what they build? Yeah, because you're not hearing anything. So you assume the worst, right? Yeah. And so you're like, well, (laughs) it's just a matter of time before I get that email that says, okay, your software has been sucking for the last three months. (laughs) Yeah. And you're fired. And that's why you have to proactively go get that communication done. Because if you had a functioning product manager, that product manager would have regular check-ins with your customers, which are, in this case, probably your internal employees. And they would know. They would always have their finger on the pulse of their user sentiment. Yeah. Now that's your job because you don't have a product manager. This is an easy thing to say and a hard thing to do. But I wonder if, if you might be spreading yourself too thin and implementing a lot of half-baked stuff instead of a small number of fully baked things right i imagine if you're the only developer 
and this is a, a company that has a lot of appetite for software being built for them, then there's there's plenty of requirements, right? There's a giant long list of features. And so maybe maybe there is a quality issue, and the quality issue could be caused by the fact that um, you and the company haven't figured out how to invest enough polish into things. And if they're upset because they feel like there are issues with the quality of your software, some of that could be like getting better at your job, but some of it could also be you helping them understand the trade-offs of we can we can have more stuff that'll have less time spent on it and so might have more issues or we can spend a bit more time on each thing we do and it'll take longer to do. But if you want me to fix all these problems, like I can't do that and then also keep cranking out new stuff at the same rate. Yeah, it's a fair point. I'm kind of thinking that maybe this person should start to cre- should create some kind of mechanism for proactively collecting user feedback and maybe some kind of survey you can send out every month you know, to say, yeah. you know, how are things working? Did, did it, does it have the right things? What's your vote for the next thing to be built? You know, something low touch. You don't even have to go and have a bunch of conversations with people. Just blast out this thing to all your users. See what they say. Yeah. Because here's, here's what I think. This person says, I'm doubting my abilities and starting to think I actually don't know anything about software engineering. It's not that, in my, in my view, based on this write-up, I don't think you don't know anything about software engineering. I think you don't know anything about product development. Hmm. And so what you have here is the ability to do the software engineering, but you've been you've worked in the past in a robust organization that provides all of these these other functions that now all fall on you. And you just haven't really engaged too much in those other functions. Yeah. So here you are. <laughs> this is what it feels like to not have all those things around you. It is a bit of a sneak preview of the like solo developer or consultant lifestyle too, of of your kind of wearing a bunch of different hats and sitting down to solve the technical problem is only one of those hats. I don't I mean, maybe if you understand that that's the expectation then you'll enjoy it or maybe you're finding out you really really like working somewhere where the focus is on solving technical problems and you have more of a support system for handling the other stuff. Mhm. Could very well be. I think I'm out of wisdom for this question. Okay. I well, and also I have to save up some of my wisdom for the next question so I can't use it all. Good. How, what percentage did you use on that one? I just want to know what we're going to get on the next one. It feels like 47. So expect a bit more wisdom on this question. <laughs> the other day, my daughter was done with her dinner, she said, and she still had food on her plate, but she still wanted an otter pop. And I said, how are you full, but you still want an otter pop? And she said she had an otter pop shaped hole in her stomach that it could just slide right into, but <laughs> food would not fit in there. But my broccoli won't fit. Yeah, it's the wrong shape. Did you uh, ask her to prove it? Well, I just melted the otter pop and then said it can fit <laughs> anywhere. I blended up the broccoli. I don't know. I probably gave her an otter pop. That's usually... <laughs> broccoli flavored, though? <laughs> it was green. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is green a it's broccoli probably veg- It's probably vegetable. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to read the question? Yes, I shall read it. Here we go. This comes from an anonymous listener who says... In your last episode, you brought up a listener question about a developer of eight years accepting a senior developer position. I am in a similar boat, but with far less experience. How much less? Well, I've worked as a developer only for three years. This is by no means a flex, but I'm kind of worried that I'm in over my head. There was little due diligence on my new supervisor's side, so my trepidation is that I'll be two to three months into my new job, and they'll look at my performance and see, quote, This kid is not a senior at all. (laughs) 
I know, the classic imposter syndrome. I've been straightforward with my new supervisor about my experience level or lack thereof, and they seem not too worried about it. Do you have any advice for me going into this? What can I do to maximize this opportunity I've been given this early in my career? Love the show. What can you do? Slap that up on LinkedIn. <laughs> senior developer. Maybe maybe in this case they meant, oh, we thought you were a senior in high school. <laughs> they sure pay seniors in high school better than juniors. Yep. <laughs> I mean... This is generic advice that applies to any new job, but you just, you really want to figure out what their expectations are for you. And some places have very rigid expectations or not rigid. The title informs the expectations quite a bit at some places. And at some places, the title is like, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's made up. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. If you, if you meet expectations for what the expectations are for you, it doesn't matter what your title is. Like you'll be doing well. So this is kind of generic cheating advice, but I think you need to focus more on what the expectations your manager has for you are and less on like, will I meet the bar for a senior developer or not? Mm -hmm. That was 53% of okay. my wisdom. So it's, it's, it's gone. gone. That was it. That was it. Wow. Okay. It burns fast and bright. I and, and now it's out. <laughs> I think you're a senior advice giver with that kind of <laughs> quality. Now, does that come with a pay increase or, <laughs> or is the title its own reward? I'll give you 10% more than I'm paying you now. Oh, okay, good. I accept. Okay. <laughs> if only there was some kind of standard for what senior even means, you know? Like within a company, sometimes it's defined, but across a company, from one company to the next... No way. Not even close. Yeah. My guess is, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really latching onto this one phrase. There was little due diligence on my new supervisor's side. <laughs> and so I'm thinking... I mean, senior could have been a recruiting tactic, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, I don't know. More people apply if we put senior. <laughs> We're going to put senior on there. And that just means that we can trade giving you a nice juicy title and we don't have to pay you as much. Mm. I don't know if that's happening. Maybe it's happening here. But I mean, yeah. the word senior just means nothing anymore across companies. So I think it's much more important that you figure out what the expectations for the position are and much less important that you figure out how they define the word senior. Another thing I've found helpful is to just look around at your peers. Unless everyone there is a senior developer and your peer group is, is all developers. But if you want to try and figure out and move away from like, I don't know, what's my own special snowflake expectation and, and get some idea of what the organization expects of seniors in general, then hopefully you work with or around some other senior developers and you can kind of figure out who the respected and, and well-known and, and high productivity ones are. Just sort of aim for them. Not aim for them as in like, I'm coming for your job. But <laughs> <laughs> aim, aim to imitate the good qualities that they have. While you murder them. <laughs> yeah are you i mean is this some kind of like consume your life force yes <laughs> thing consume three senior developers to become promoted to a staff yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh man the whole imposter syndrome thing here so you're feeling imposter syndrome because you have three years of experience and someone just slapped a senior title on you i think i can help 
by many definitions, mine included, I would prob most people with three years of experience, I would say, are not senior. Like it takes time to accrue that kind of experience. You you probably haven't made enough mistakes yet in three years to be a senior engineer, by my definition. But it doesn't matter. Like I my definition is totally irrelevant to your situation. You just got to figure out what they meant yeah. by it. And my guess is, based on this interview process you described, they didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> they yeah. don't even know. So I, I wouldn't be one bit worried about it. I just get in there and do your best work and give frequent feedback. And of course, do everything Jameson said, because that was 53% fast and bright wisdom. I'm going to go the extra mile and move to 100%. I mean, 101%. See, I used up all my <laughs> wisdom on talking and have no more left for mental math. Clearly. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, was no. the, that was the best possible way that you could wrap up that oh, little segment. No. That was a verbal pratfall. Oh man, that was so good. All right. Well, You're like I've used up all my wisdom, but nah, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess I guess one hundred percent really is the limit. Yeah. I mean, these numbers are not made up, James, and math doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's all. Yeah. I mean, you, clearly, that's all my advice. <laughs> Did we answer the question? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I mean, did we basically give you permission, give the listener permission to feel okay about this? Yeah. Or we made them feel bad by saying like, it's not even a big, like senior. doesn't matter. You're not a senior developer. You're not a real senior developer. I, I think if you were moving into an org where they had really strict definitions though, you would know. <laughs> you would know that already. So That's right. And I can tell from this write-up that they don't. And that's a good thing for you, because if they did, then you actually might have something to live up to. And you would need to be worried about that. Like, maybe I just got hired into a role that I'm not prepared to deliver in. You know, and that's a serious, that can be a serious problem. Jameson, you and I have both known people who hired into a role that was too big for their experience and skills. And it ended up yeah. turning into a fail fest, you know, and they felt bad. The company felt bad, you know, but I don't think that's happening here. I think you're coming into a really low structure startup. I'm assuming startup. And so the, that means the expectations aren't defined. So your job is to set the, their expectations as low as possible. And then when you just barely show a degree of competence, you'll blow them away. <laughs> oh, one more, one more chunk of advice. Okay, 101% right here. All right, don't forget. Don't pretend like you know more than you do because you feel like you have to live up to this senior title. And senior developers like never Google SQL syntax or, or something. I don't know. It'll be so much worse if you trying to cover up for not knowing something. That'll come out much more clearly and more negatively than, than admitting when you don't know stuff and finding it out. Absolutely. All right. Now I'm all spent. That was beautiful. I've never seen anyone Thank give you. 101%, but you just did it. Yep. You broke the laws of math. <laughs> you thought there wasn't even a number higher than 100. <laughs> You've been proved wrong. Oh, man. I got to rethink everything. <laughs> a breakthrough in math technology. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. This is the number 100, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's so high. I just can't even think of numbers that high. All right. Where should people go if they want to get their own questions answered, Jameson? They should go to softskills.audio and then click ask us a question or maybe ask a question don't remember it's been a while since you've been to the website <laughs> yeah you'll know and then submit all the details that you care to we will read it and then we will answer it at some point 
before the universe ends. Thank you very much for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye.